Hey, Sean. Yep. You, you know what's really depressing? Uh, tongue depressors? <laughs> it's, uh, it's depressing when we're at this time of year and there's going to be some major awards given out for games and other entertainment stuff. And you won't really, I won't be able to really enjoy these things that I've been wondering about because I had to pack up all of my video game consoles. Oh, I thought you were going to start your rant by saying it's impossible to play all these good games without the super console of the year, the PlayStation five, according to the golden joystick. Yeah, that's true. The, I had, I had to pack up the super console. I had to pack up my super console. Uh, no, I'm, as everyone knows, I'm moving and I had to make the decision the other weekend to go through and pack up all of my gaming consoles. But you know what is a great thing? Keeping the boxes for your shit because I have the box for my Xbox 360 still, my PS3, my Wii U, everything. But you know what doesn't need to be packed up? What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. What's up, what's up, internet? It's me, Sean, and David. And we're here with another exciting episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. And me. Where, of course, I said your name. You're just, uh, you're feeling a little lonely over there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was, you're, you're, you paused and then I was just going to say my own name. Oh, Sean and David. There you go. Yo. You happy now? <laughs> and we're here to, to just hang out and talk to you. This is our, uh, I think it's our second last official episode no third last official episode of this year and uh we got some good stuff for these last three episodes and we're really really excited but of course david i know you're moving and i know all your video games are away what are you doing with your spare time when you have some me (laughs) uh i've actually been living out of the hotel for the last two weeks so i have plenty of spare time i usually just lie on the bed stare at the ceiling that seems uh super fun did you at least That's bring your switch it. or your uh your <laughs> vr headset i do i um i did not bring my vr headset this time around but uh well, i do have my nintendo switch because i have been taking advantage of the i don't know what what company it is they were giving out like one free game every day for the last or for like 19 days or something or are they giving out 19 free games Yes. Do you remember that? I told you. Yeah. About it. Um. They they were the company that did it before, right? <laughs> well, so, see, yeah. it's not. No, th- that was Cubic Games. That was Cubic Games. This is something else. This is a slightly different one. Um, I forget what they're. I honestly forget what it's called. But uh, this similar, like, there, it's kind of like an indie game publisher kind of thing. So, uh, they're not necessarily the highest. Um, highest quality game. Uh, no gravity games. That's what it is. Uh, 
So the other they're just kind of like first game that they right? gave out. Yeah, some of them are lame, but uh, the first one you got for free, which was uh, like a pirate game or whatever. Uh, then they came out with Creepy Tales, Star Horizon, which is like a top-down shooter. This game called Strike Force Kitty, which is like some weird cat RPG thing. Yeah, like a lot of indie games. The one today is or the earlier this week is Make War. I don't know. You know what? For free game, why not? Yeah, I mean, free games are always free games. That's why I still do. Uh... You have to game stuff as much as possible, right? And like sometimes I, know, I forget, right? but I, you I'm know like, what's... oh, what did I miss? Well, what, you, what, what speaking of Epic Games, you know how the uh, dis- you, you know how the December PlayStation Plus games, it's uh, uh, Godfall uh, Challenger Edition. Yeah. Well, it's also coming out for free on Epic Games, and all it is, it's like a a, a glorified demo. It just is end game content and it's like missing a bunch of other stuff. So a lot of people are really pissed. And uh, apparently if you buy the, the, the game on PlayStation plus it's, it counts as purchasing the, the, the entire game. So you can't buy the standalone game separately. You have to buy the DLC packs individually. Oh, interesting. It's, uh, yeah. it's anyway, never good so. when you get something free, but you have to pay for stuff, right? I mean, right? Damn that, that's taxes. been our argument. <laughs> that's been our argument for walkabout until recently, where it was been like, "Oh wow, it's been so nice getting all this stuff for free." But now we realize, like, you know what? Maybe it's uh, it's like the game's been out for over a year. It's been supported, and now you have to pay for some stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you see the latest update that's coming out for what? For for walkabout mini golf. So the the oh uh, yes customizable headsets i wonder if it'll be like dlc and like you have to pay for stuff or you can go find stuff like a mustache or a viking hat or whatever well well i hope that the the update is not a paid dlc i think it's a major update so it should be free just and i understand if they want to uh like i I get the developers they're doing a great job supporting it the game and creating updates and they just released a paid like their first paid course but this update is adding um like avatars with hats and like customizable avatars and i feel like it would be like it would be super dividing if they made that a paid upgrade versus just releasing that to update the in the entire game so i i'm hoping that it's not a paid one but i would totally buy it anyway so yeah, it like I, I don't think there's a limit as to what I would pay. I got the game on sale originally. Um, I actually got it with my first referral mm-hmm. code, so I didn't really pay for it. I used free money to buy it. So for the amount I play that game, I'm okay. Yeah, with Yeah, it's um, yeah, you know, I'm not uh, normally for like mini P- DLC stuff. It's like, oh, really? Like they're just nickel, nickeling, diming you. But for the amount of time that we put into that game and how much fun we have playing it. You know, um, I'm I'm happy to uh, support the developers and buy their DLC. One hundred percent. But you know what? Other developers need some help. The the competitors in this year's Game of the Year awards. Best best way I can make it (laughs) epic. But 
David and I here are going to do the, the heavy lifting so you guys don't have to. We're going to go over some of the most anticipated categories coming out um, that will be announced before this episode drops. So we're going to see how well we did. Maybe we'll keep some score and see uh, who is the best guesser, I guess. No pun intended. But, David, I want to yeah, start it's, off with... it's it's um. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> the best kisser is in nineteen or early two thousands heartthrob, Spider Man. Yeah, that that was definitely one of the awards. But we're here <laughs> for video games, so I'm going to throw you a lob. Okay, this I don't see how this is an award. This makes no sense to me how it's an award, and mm-hmm. it, it's just dumb. But it's most anticipated game. This is an award. Okay. Your your well well your, it's like your, a it's a it's a, an award for being surprised or excited, but none of these games have come out yet. This this is like who's created the best hype? Um, <laughs> exactly. So we've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. It doesn't even have a full name, and Starfield. Well, you know what the the title for the Breath of the Wild sequel is, right? Breath it's going to be Legends of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Two. Yeah, I honestly think that for this one, um, it's Starfield. It apparently is the game that Bethesda has been uh, it, making for the last twenty some odd years, which is a damn lie. Um, but I feel like there there's enough hype behind that company um, after Microsoft's acquisition, and they've really been kind of I don't know, secretly, like, I don't know. They've been really secret about it, like giving little tiny updates every so often and, and whatnot. So I think it's going to be that one because I know breath of the wilds is going to sell forever. Um, Horizon forbidden West is, is going to sell like crazy. Same with God of war, Ragnarok and Elden ring. There's a big, a lot of hype behind Elden ring, but um, if I had to pick, I'd say Starfield, but I honestly think that Elden ring will probably win. See, I was in between Starfield and God of War because it's going to be the uh, the penis slinging combat uh, competition, right? It's going to be like, well, this is what we have mm. on the Super Console that is somehow less powerful than the Xbox, but better. And Starfield, which is Microsoft's <laughs> absolute fuck you to Sony. Oh, show me that not- you're show me your salty without showing me your salty. <laughs> well, like it make that make no sense either. So we're saying Starfield. Got it. Next up, best multiplayer game. I'm very interested in knowing what your thoughts are. I know what my thoughts are, of course. We've got Valheim. We've got New World by Amazon Games. Uh, we've got Monster Hunter Rise, Capcom. Knockout City, Velen Studios or EA. It Takes Two, Hazelite Studios or EA. And Back for Blood, Warner Brother Games. My Mine is definitely It Takes Two. Um, I played through that game and it was great. A lot of fun. Um, but I don't see it being a big enough game to uh, compete with all these other ones. Um, yeah, I, can I see think it the being... winner here is New World and it shouldn't be, but it will be. Yeah, I could see it being New World or Val Valhem because there was a lot of hype behind the two of them and they sold really well. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but Knockout City has quite the online presence now. It could be a contender. But in my experience, 
three v three games never really win best multiplayer. You 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 have to have something that's going to be invested. And mm-hmm. when you can make a naked human centipede crawling all over the new world, I guess that's kind of where she goes, eh? Mm-hmm. Next it's, up, uh, TTP. Except that one was except that one was TT. H-C. H-C. Time to human centipede. <laughs> Time to human centipede. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one up here is the best sim strategy game. We got Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, we got Inscription, Humankind, Evil Geniuses 2, and Age of Empires 4. Um, I'm going to say probably Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, it's more of a serious sim where the other ones are you know kind of fun strategy games but for the sheer amount of detail and i don't know like the game is just amazing you could fly anywhere and the accuracy and the the detail in the planes and the world around it are just amazing so yeah, that's that it map for me that is pretty sweet the too. other ones i, I agree 100 percent. i'm not gonna yeah dispute it oh here's a tough one mm-hmm. Whew. Best sports racing game. Riders Republic, Ubisoft. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, Xbox Game Studios. Hot Wheels Unleashed, Milestone. FIFA 22, the last game of its kind. EA Sports or F1 2021, EA Sports. Well, that was Codemasters, but oh, yeah. published by EA Sorry. Sports. Yeah, I- I'm just um, going with like Riders the, the Re- one on the list. <laughs> yeah, R- Riders Republic sucks. It's going to be a bargain bin game, and uh, you know I, I, I'm going to bet that one's going to go on sale for <laughs> Boxing Day. Um, I'm going to say Forza Horizon Five. It is the most streamed racing game of all time. However, and this is this is just with some knowledge of like all things, I guess pop culture. But Drive to Survive is Netflix one of Netflix's most popular streams ever, and it's really brought F1 to the forefront of. Um, things that people do when they're bored now, because that's like a Sunday kind of tradition. But F1 racing games have been flying off the shelves recently. I wouldn't be surprised if F1 won this category only because of its popularity over the pandemic, because it was one of the only sports that was running over the last year and a half. So it really got a oh, boost yeah. in sales. But Forza Horizon 5 broke like historic streaming numbers for a video game. And I like, like it shattered like even call of duty records for like their opening days. That's insane. And that's one console on PC. I, I agree with you. I think for the horizon five, but I think F one could be the runner up. Well, what do we got? Interesting. Next? All right. We got best family game. And yes, guys, just due to normal tradition, David and I go back and forth, but he is having some internet issues. So I'm just, keeping it going <laughs> yeah it, it, it's fine i could hear when he's like cutting in and out but it, it's it's cool it's cool we're just we might as well be up front with you oh. now instead of at the end of the episode hopefully our listeners won't notice the <laughs> the recording issues that we're running into right now but yeah. see yeah like i as like reading through our chat i'm not having an issue i can just tell when you go quiet for a second you've like blipped out so I'm just watching your like peak mon- your monitor now, so I know when you're available and not. Uh. <laughs> uh, best family game, 
This one is an incredible, incredible category where Nintendo will somehow get cucked. It is It Takes Two by Hazelight Studios, Mario Party Superstars by ND Cube Nintendo, New Pokemon Snap, Bandai Namco Studios, the Pokemon Company, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, that game's a remake, and WarioWare Get It Together, Nintendo. It's um, Super I'm gonna Mario Superstar or Mario Party Superstars. Yeah, like for for best family game, absolutely Mario Party Superstars. For best family game, if you don't have a family, if you just have one person, I it's definitely it takes two. You need two people. You just contradicted yeah, yourself. That's in what your I'm own saying. Statement. Like best family game, if you don't have a family, no, if you don't have a family, but you have no, 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 <laughs> you you. <laughs> Don't have a family, but you have one other person in your like to play with. So like a significant other or something. Yes. Okay. That's fine. That's fair. Um, my only counter argument to that would be as if it wasn't Super Mar- or Mario Party Superstars. I enjoyed the hell out of Pokemon Snap. It was fun. It was fresh and it was nostalgic. And that's the world we live in now. So it's uh, yeah, it's interesting, but I think Mario Party should win the category. But Animal Crossing should have won Game of the Year last year. So you never know. Uh, best fighting game, Demon Slayer. Uh, I'm not going to try and read the rest of that. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, yeah. <laughs> Melty Blood Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, and Virtual Fighter Five. I think this might be one of those well, categories. Uh, no, go ahead. Three of these are uh, three of these are three of these are anime fighters. Uh, one of them is a Smash Bros. clone, and the other one is a, a traditional arcade fighter. This one's this was tough um, because I don't know too much about the the three first ones, uh, but I know that there's a, a a bunch of hype behind Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. So I, I have a feeling it could be that one. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I think this game, because of the way it was hyped up and how it kind of got developed kind of out of nowhere and then like the online support, the community, and the fact that they were paying streamers a lot of money, I think that, that this one could be the winner just because of that situation. Um, this one's a, This one's a tough one. You ready? Best RPG. <laughs> I can't even They're, say it. These ones aren't even <laughs> that good of an option. I I, I, I know. know which Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is definitely is the winner. Why even why even mention the other ones? Uh, <laughs> there's Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei five, and Tales of Arise. This one, like if. If Cyberpunk 2077 didn't have such a bad launch, I could see it winning this one. Um, but I don't know. I I wonder. I feel like Monster Hunter might win this one. I think Monster Hunter is a clear winner. I don't think it's even close to yeah competitive. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, that's it. I would have just burst out laughing if I said it. Um. <laughs> Best action adventure game. <laughs> this one is a really cool category. Every year, I think we get to see different things. This one, to me, though, is a little bit different. So we got Resident Evil Village by Capcom, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Insomniac Games, Psychonauts 2, Double Fine, 
uh, Metroid Dread, Mercury Stream, uh, Steam, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Adios, Montreal. Slash Square Enix, I guess. Um, I didn't get to play Ratchet and Clank. I was very disappointed that your your PlayStation didn't have it. Sorry, your Super Console didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't buy that. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, Resident Evil Village, yeah. for me, I think is going to be the winner. Really? Um, I honestly could see this one being Ratchet and Clank. Um, just because those games are... Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like it would be Ratchet and Clank just because it was a more accessible game. But Resident Evil Village, that, did you play that one? I did play it a little bit. I played it on somebody else's console. Though. Yeah. Um, like Village kind of took what they did in Resident Evil 7. And um, wait, hold on. Village is 7. The village no, is the latest one. Yeah. Yes. Um, they <laughs> they took what they did in the previous one and just kind of updated a little bit. So for anything something that was new, I honestly think it's the uh, it's going to be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart because that one really showed showed off the hardware capabilities of the Super Console. So yeah, I mean it it single handedly won the Super Console the Super Console award. That's true. Yeah, we are a little bitter. <laughs> um, okay, I agree with that one. So we're gonna. <laughs> I, I, I like. I still think Resident Evil might have a wider scope because if you remember the way these voters work, sometimes it's like, oh, it's on all consoles that automatically wins. Um, best action game. We've got Back for Blood, Turtle Rock Studios, Chivalry 2, Tom Banner Studios, Deathloop, Arcane Studios, Far Cry 6, Ubisoft, and Returnal. House Mark A. I would, I would say it's probably going to be Returnal. Um, you think because so? Because out of all of those games, it is the, yeah, it's the most original. Um, it's like, it's a bullet hell game, but a roguelike third person shooter. Wasn't it free Apparently to play? The story is pretty good. It's tough. No, no, it wasn't. Returnal was the uh, PS5 third person. Like it was that one where you're that that girl on like another planet, and yeah, no, it's it's a it's a weird mix of genres. But I th- honestly think out of all of those games, it's the only one that is like a, like really original. That's fair. Um... My guess would be, and it's it's funny because you say the really original part in our next category. I figured this game would have actually been a contender, but it's not in it at all. It's Deathloop. I think the ideas behind Deathloop are insanely original and how everything like, yes, it's obviously got a very butterfly effect kind of mantra to it, but everything you do or decide to do or change changes everything, right? So that that would be would, it for me, I would but say I see that the I, returnal vibe. I think that uh, Sony is going to pay for Deathloop to lose so that it doesn't win any awards so that the sales don't do very well on Xbox. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, I'll 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 support your uh your returnal your returnal claim. Um innovation and accessibility where Deathloop probably would have won if it was uh 
nominated, but we've got The Veil, Shadow of the Crown by Falling Squirrel. I want that to win just because of the, the publisher. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Cool mechanic. Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, Adios Montreal, um, Forza Horizon 5, Playground Games, and Far Cry 6, Ubisoft. Did Far Cry 6 reinvent the other Far Cry games? Like, what was what? the difference here? Well, what, what is what is this even like? What are they awarding? What what do they mean by innovation and accessibility? Like the way you can play the game, making it available for all to play. I like this is a game where Forza stands out completely because you can modify Forza like fifty different ways to make it accessible or inaccessible. You can make it as complicated mm-hmm. as like I feel like in conjunction to- with like. In conjunction with what, like, like, what kind of games we're looking at um, here? Or? I feel like in conjunction with like the, no, like the the Microsoft um, controller that the like the accessible controller that they have, mm-hmm. and how you can customize Horizon uh, for, uh, for Forza Horizon Five, how you can customize the game and the controls and everything like that. It actually is probably the most accessible game in multiple aspects, controlling wise and gameplay wise. I'd agree. For Forza is a clear winner in almost any category it's in, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll like in my recap at my, the end of the episode, I'll explain why, but I do believe it might be the perfect game for this year. Like mm-hmm. it, it win, it'll win 2021 in my opinion, but we'll see. Um, Best VR AR game. Clearly, these are games that are not on Oculus, although there is one that's on Oculus here. It's Hitman 3 from IO Interactive. I Expect You to Die 2, Shell Games. Lone Echo 2, Ready at Dawn. Resident Evil 4, uh, Amateur Studio, Capcom and Oculus Studios. And Sniper Elite VR. If you've played any like anything or even the demo of resident evil 4 it is so immersive it's terrifying Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna say it's probably gonna be resident evil 4 like just the fact alone that they turned this game that originally came out on the gamecube and obviously it's it's coming out on other consoles since then but an original gamecube game and then they've managed to make it fully immersible and playable in vr uh, it just brought new life into the game yeah, I, I agree. I don't, like, I'm not even considering the other ones. Mm-hmm. The only game I would have considered on there that doesn't exist, which I'm shocked, is Demio. But I guess it's a niche game. Yeah. So. All right. Next up, the, the category called The Drum That Keeps On Beating, or Best Community Support. We have Apex Legends, Respawn Entertainment, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Bungie, Final Fantasy fourteen, Square Enix, Fortnite, Epic Games, and No Man's Sky, Hello Games. David, this is going to be controversial. This is probably going to be the only time I'm ever going to say this. But after the events that unfolded earlier this week, it's Fortnite. It's 100% Fortnite. That game is the only game out there that listens to its people all the time. It's not even remotely close. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that one. <laughs> like the the event that they had this week was just outstanding. Like I watched a live on Twitch and I was like, wow, this is kind of sweet. All they did was flip the map upside down. They've been working on a new map for a while, but whoa, they have a new map. You know what? Call of Duty Warzone finally has a new map after mm-hmm. a year and a half. 
I I, mm. I got to give it to Epic Games. Fortnite has been on this roller coaster for years, and now it's finally like it's an elite game. It is right up there. It makes its money. It's a good game. Yeah, I'll I'll probably still never play it though. <laughs> That's the dude from Fortnite. Um, <laughs> best best mobile game. Uh, Fantasian, <laughs> Mistwalker, Genshin Impact, Miho Yo, Legend of uh, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Riot Games, Marvel Future Revolution, Netmarble, and Pokemon U- Unite. Uh, TIMI Studio, the Pokemon company. Well, obviously, it's going to be um, the Pokemon company. No, I don't think so. Really? You think it's going to be Genshin Impact? No, I think it's going to be League of Legends Wild Rift. Really? It's a good game, man. Hmm. I got hooked on it through the pandemic. I think it'll be Pokemon Unite. Good game. Funny uh, thing about Mistwalker. So that game, um, Fantasian, which is developed by Mistwalker, um, which is a uh, Japanese game studio that made games for like the Xbox 360 and stuff like that. It was actually um, created by, um, was founded by Horinobu Sakaguchi or whatever, who actually was one of the, um, he like developed, he created Final Fantasy. A little piece of history there for you. That is a little bit of history. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Uh, did I? Oh, sorry. My brain just skipped there for a second. I just I was like looking at our timer. I'm like, OK, how are we doing? OK, there's like nine categories left. Okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, best indie game. Loop Hero. Four quarters. Inscription. Daniel Mullins Games. Kena. Bridge of Spirits. Ember Lab. Death's Door. Acid Nerve. Twelve minutes. Luis Antonio. Well, I know what yours is. Yeah, actually, I'd be in between two, but I, I think I know where I would lean. What are you thinking? I'm I'm actually thinking uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Interesting. For for an indie game, it is it is a it is honestly like a beautiful looking game, and uh, controls like it just plays really well. It's 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 an overall like I don't know. It's it's a game that I think really showcases what smaller studios can do given the right tools it's it's not um it's not like a low poly game it's not an 8-bit like pixel game kind of thing like it's it's a full 3d action adventure game um but that's that's my pick this one would be tough this one's tough because there's a lot of good games here i think what puts 12 minutes over the edge for a lot of things is the fact that they brought in heavy duty voice actors like it wasn't just a joke or that's true. Yeah, like you you have David's favorite actor in the world, Ray, and James McAvoy in a video game and like if you guys haven't played it, play it because like it it's it's a remarkable game and it's one of my favorite games of the year. Uh the twists and turns will surprise you. It's it's a good game, but you might be right. It could be Kena and it could be 12 minutes. It's uh it's anybody's game. If I were to put my my legitimate mm-hmm. guess and try and sway you, I think 12 minutes might have the upper edge solely because of like it was so simplistic. As an indie game, like 
all the angles were precise. You had to do everything in a precise movement. It was it was a very tight, well-controlled game. It wasn't as flashy as Kina, but it also had the audio engineering and just everything to make the game spectacular in a 12-minute game. That was the whole premise, and it like followed it beautifully. Mm-hmm. That'd be my oh, argument. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think that one's going to win. But for me personally, I think it should be Kina. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, <laughs> next up, best ongoing game. Uh, for repeats, I'm not redoing the studios all the time. But Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I would like to start off this category by saying Warzone is finally being updated, but it's broken as hell. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pushing um, I'm my gonna chips s- on Fortnite. Yeah, I'm going to say Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, for a game that kind of had a really, really horrible, shitty launch way back when it originally launched to where it is now with a massive player base that has really, really expanded in a quick, well, in a short amount of time recently, thanks to uh, World of Warcraft kind of fucking things up. Um, and they just released a their the le- latest update, and they did not like the game is so popular right now that people cannot even log in because their their signing queues like the servers are so overloaded that like the queues are like two three thousand people long and <laughs> it's taking a long time to get in not to say that like the like that just shows how popular the game is um and even though it's the last major update or major DLC that they're releasing, like the, the game is going to be supported for a very long time, but that would be for me. But I, I honestly think that this might be Fortnite. You're right. Cause um, that was more accessible and all the little kids like playing that one. Yeah. And you're the dude from Fortnite. <laughs> it's my favorite soundbite. Um, games <laughs> for impact. This is a very progressive award and it's, it's become a little bit more, I think it was like really relevant when the last of us two came out. This is when they like launched this award. I might be wrong, but I'm fairly certain this is like a newer one. Uh, Before your eyes from goodbye world games, boyfriend dungeon, kill Fox games, uh, Shikori, a colorful tale, um, Finji games, life is strange, true colors, deck nine, square Enix, and no longer home, humble grove. I like how you literally went about 30 seconds after saying that you weren't going to say the game studios to saying the game studios. <laughs> no, no, just for repeats. Like some of these categories are the same, right? Like oh, you don't need okay. to know that Apex gotcha. Legends is respawn because I've told you five times. Yeah, but um, what if people forgot? I don't know. This for me um, will be Life is Strange True Colors. It was highly anticipated and highly regarded. Um, I played the original Life is Strange. I never got around to True Colors. But it's on my mm-hmm. list. It's definitely something that I know is very popular um, within a few different communities. And I, I think it's it's something that's very inspiring for a lot of people. You mean it's not? You don't think it's going to be Boyfriend Dungeon? I don't know. That's right up there with that game you always try and t- tell me about. Uh, Dream Daddy? Uh, Dream Daddy, yeah. <laughs> I think it will probably be uh, uh, Life is Strange. Yeah. I think it's the most accessible one here for people. On to the next one. 
This one's a, a fairly exciting one because I love this category. Best audio design. Deathloop. Forza Horizon 5. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village. And Returnal. This one's tough. Because if you want to go for a racing game that has every little sound, splash, leaf crinkle when you hit it with your car, crunch, all that stuff, plus without the music, just the sound effects and vibe, Forza might be the game for you. But every little floorboard creak, the way a door sounds when you open it, when you like rub your hand on the handle... Resident Evil Village is so beautifully mastered sound-wise. It's it's very tough for me. Mm. I would go with Resident Evil, but I'm very curious as to your thoughts. I I was actually thinking Forza Horizon 5 just for the amount of like the sheer amount of variety that 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 game has for sound effects. But yeah, I think it could be between Forza or Resident Evil. But I'm yeah. leaning more towards Forza. Okay, then Forza is our pick. I'm okay with that. I think it's fantastic. Like, even when your vehicle backfires, it sounds cool. Uh, best mm-hmm. score in music. The Artful Escape. Johnny Galvatron. I just really wanted to say his name. And Josh Abrams. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Richard Jokes. Uh, Near Republic. Uh, Near Re- Replicant. Version... 1.22474487139 Kalichi Okebi Deathloop Tom Salta and Cyberpunk 2077 Mar- <laughs> Marcin Pisbolewitz and I think that's it I, yeah. I don't know um, well this doesn't show this doesn't uh, this isn't connected to the quality of the actual gameplay so I'm honestly going to say Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, its music was pretty sweet. Yeah. I just wanted to throw in the fart noise. (laughs) I thought it was appropriate. I guess I was wrong. Here's another one where Deathloop, or not Deathloop, I actually am surprised Cyberpunk isn't on this one. Best art direction. Deathloop. Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Psychonauts 2. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart and the artful escape. I'm starting to think Sony has paid a lot of money to have Ratchet and Clank <laughs> nominated for a bunch of these for the super console. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ratchet and Clank wins this one. They always have very, um, I don't know, very intricately designed worlds and, and enemies and characters and all that stuff. I think, I think this one's pretty good contender. Uh, I'd agree. The only thing I would like to consider possibly is the art style of Deathloop because of that stylized kind of gameplay it, or visual effect. It does look different. It's not, it's not your typical Bethesda game, right? So when you think of a Bethesda game, you think of like that clunkiness that all those fallout and oblivion games and elder scrolls games have what you know and love, but like all their character, faces are the same and this is the first one that they've done differently and they did it with arcane i just think it looks different but you're probably right ratchet and clank rift apart will win this category based on even their (laughs) their their, um what what's it called when they switch the times um 
Oh, I don't know. It's the loading screen. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> the loading screen's real sweet. <laughs> but Ratchet and Clank should win. The time um, warp thing? I don't know. Yeah, the probably time win. warp. Uh, best narrative. Huh. Death loop. It takes two. Life is strange. True colors. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts two. It has to be. Uh, I'm I'm one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm 100% going to say it takes two. For story-wise, it is. it was so much fun. It was such a good game, and it makes you care about the characters and, and the stuff that's going on with it. Um, it is free on Game Pass, so I'm like super excited that you get to play it, and I don't have to lend it the game to you because I can't find it. I don't know what box it's in. Um, but honestly, it's, it's a game that was frustrating for She Who Shall Not Be Named to play, but we had so much fun playing it. It's a... Uh... Yeah, and I think I was the one who led you onto the trailer, right? Because somebody showed me the trailer, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." And it's like, even the the direction and the the narrative of the trailer made you want to play the game. Yeah, no, it's it's so good. I and we probably will play it again in a, a little while, like in a few months or so, when we kind of forget about the uh, the story. Um, but there's, there's a ton of stuff to find as well. So I, I kind of think we'll just go back and search for all like this hidden mini games things. Yeah. All right. Last two. You ready? Best game direction. Death loop. It takes two. Psychonauts two. Ratchet and Clank rift apart and returnal. Um, this one's tough because these are all very good games. And they all have very good, like game direction. Um, I don't know. What are you feeling? Ugh, it's tough because if we we're going based off what we said in the last category, you'd be like, "Oh, it takes two. I'm shocked mm-hmm. Forza isn't here. Like, can I write in? Well, <laughs> well, um, I think. I think all of these ones though are very strong on the storytelling. I'm still, I think the, the dark horse one on this one might be death loop. I know we've kind of like mm-hmm. touched on it a few different times, but the way this story is told, it may not have the strongest narrative. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm an Xbox player, so I don't get to play it yet, but I've watched a lot of video on it and the way the story is presented and the way the game is like, moved forward it's just something so unique and different and every time you do something wrong or you change the course things sometimes reverse and it's mm-hmm. it took a lot to think about this yeah it takes two is out there too because it like it takes two people to play just like a way out and a few other games that are like side by side you have to depend on each other to get through the game i don't to me death loop still seems like one of the most original ideas we've had in a long time and it's going to win some categories for sure, I believe. But this one for me might be best game direction. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit on Deathloop. Uh, I'm I'm honestly thinking it might be Ratchet and Clank, just for the fact that I know Sony likes to pay money for this stuff, and um, I don't think Deathloop was w- well received enough to to win this award, which is fair. But but it's also a contender for Game of the Year, so I could be completely wrong. I mean, didn't a Sony game win last year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure a Sony game won like every year. Yeah, because they sponsored the event. 
Yeah. Finally, the moment we've all been waiting for. Game of the year. And Forza Forza is not on it. <laughs> so I don't I don't even give a shit. Fuck it. I don't, you don't care. care. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. And I'll tell you, I'm utterly shocked that Metroid Dread made this list. Why? I don't know. It just it's been in one other category. Like at least everything else has been in multiple categories. It's like the Oscars for video games. You know? Like Yeah. Give us something. Here to me it's maybe a three-headed race. So I'm going to I'm going to give you my top 3 and then we'll kind of sort it out. I think it's going to be in between It Takes 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and what I would say the clear favorite would be would be Resident Evil Village. You know what? I'm going to have to say I completely agree with your your uh your choices there. I'm I'm thinking the same thing. I feel like it's probably going to be leaned closer to Resident Evil. But Sony didn't make that game. So Ratchet and Clank, congratulations! (laughs) (laughs) You've won game of the year! But yes, I think if if you were to even break it down even further, the the two-headed horse race is Ratchet and Clank versus Resident Evil. Which game was better? That's open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to use a word loosely, but one's very animated and the other one is as realistic as a video game could kind of become, right? Mm -hmm. But scary games aren't in the the wheelhouse for everybody. Yeah, and there's not a a straight-up Sony... Like, there's Ration Clank, sure, but it's not a straight-up Sony you know, run <laughs> category, you know, like you have Bethesda, you have EA, you have Nintendo, you have Xbox, you have a Sony and you have Capcom. So kind of like all of the big hitters minus Ubisoft. So this will be really interesting this year, I think. And obviously if Ratchet and Clank wins, then we know that Sony paid them off. <laughs> yeah, because it, it should finish second, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there any game that, oh, wait, are we declaring Resident Evil or are we declaring Ratchet and Clank? What's your final verdict? I'm going to say Resident Evil. I would tend to agree with that based off what we've learned and what we know. So congratulations, Capcom. You won. You won the scene on screen game of the year award. Congratulations. Do you know what you didn't win? The mega console, super console award of the year. Cause I was awarded to the people who paid for it. <laughs> Sony Entertainment, Sony Interactive <laughs> Entertainment presents the best console of the year because you can't get it. You want <laughs> That's it. So true. Um, is there any games that we missed <laughs> or you thought that maybe we should have like talked about in this award show thing? Yeah, I don't. Well, the thing is, is I'm sure like there's there is a ton of games out there. The problem with these game of the game of the year awards is that it's always like the same like you you can pretty much guess which games are going to be in the categories before they're even announced you know what i mean like it's always it's every year it's the same you know it's the same games from the same series 
and the odd time, like the only ones that really mix it up every year are the indie game categories and debuts. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how things go, but I think ultimately it's going to come down to, um, resident evil. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the only thing that kind of surprised me out of this entire list was how MLB the show for the first time ever was on multi multi-platform and it wasn't considered a best sports game. But four racing games and a soccer game made the cut. So huh, we kind of know where those votes are going. Mm-hmm. But that is it for this one. We want to know what you think. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Do we have opinions so outlandish that we don't deserve to have opinions on this? Well, who cares? It's a vote. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on your favorite social media outlet. For myself and David. Me. <laughs> He's so cool. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.